recording. Yes. We are indeed. Oh, good. Excellent. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, welcome back to Discursion Episode 7. Um, today we're talking about Alexa German's uh, film Crystal of My Car! Exclamation mark. I have to say that right to shout it. Cristalioff Machinou. Yeah. Uh, I'm Stephen. And I'm Dominic. And we're very lucky to have a guest again, as like last time. We enjoyed it so much last time, we thought we'd have another guest. So we have Miguel Gaggiotti, who has uh, just recently finished his PhD at University of Bristol. Hello. So congratulations to Miguel. Thank you so much. Um, what do we say about, about... How do we get into this film? So, Alexa German, I think... He was born 1938 and died 2013. Um, so was active in both the Soviet and post-Soviet mm. cinema. Uh, didn't make a great deal of films. No. Um, I haven't seen his earlier films. I've seen I've seen the three sort of latest, but that spans about sort of 30 years or so <laughs> of his career. I think he was talked about at one point as the kind of heir to Tarkovsky, mm. but. That's also misleading because they're extremely different. Yeah. I couldn't even begin to give a plot uh, summary. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's worth mentioning the historical background. Um, it's set against the Doctor's plot, um, which Stalin started to construct, I think, between 1948 and 1953. Um the assertion was that Jewish doctors were plotting to um, kill senior um, Soviet officers through medical malpractice, um, which was later um, admitted to be a fabrication. Um, yes, yeah, so it was a kind of anti-Semitic sort of purge, uh, but then came to nothing because Stalin died and I think his successors went, There's, this is absurd, let's just quietly yeah. let it go. Is that right? That's the Yeah, statement. it was an example of anti-Semitism and also an example of, I guess, anti-USA sentiment um, because the state of Israel had just been founded and there was the rumour was that a lot of these Jewish doctors were acting on the behest of the American government. Mm. Mm. But also um, also just general paranoia, presumably, personally, from Stalin. Yeah, I get the impression. But the Kustilov is centred around um, one general um, who is... Um, he, he gets swept up in this in this doctor's plot hmm. and and um, goes from being quite a celebrated individual um, to to being abducted um, and mm. goes his character goes through a, a very um, tragic arc um, um, and by the end of the film um, which takes place uh, sort of I think I think it takes place around a decade after Stalin yeah. has died. Um, you see him sort of re-entering life as this rather battered, weathered individual. That's mm. the best I can do in terms I of mean, plot summary yes, and I, history. I, I kind of feel it's actually misleading. When I said I couldn't even begin to summarise the plot, I think, I mean, you've done a good job of outlining some of it, and I think, mm. I think we could summarise the plot in more detail. I think the problem is more that that wouldn't get anywhere near the experience of watching the film. Mm. Yeah, that's it. No, that's right. Could we... Try and describe something of the experience of of watching it, if, you know, ignoring the, the the plot unless it's unless it's helpful. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel like purely working in the abstract. If you mm. know what I mean? It it does, yeah, 
I mean, what about the? Can we start with the cinematography or the yeah the way it's? Because mm. I mean, it has lots of yeah. If we want to do the, um, the uh, make some use of the Tarkovsky comparison, I don't know how helpful it is, but you could say okay, here's another film by a Russian director which makes much uh, very heavy use of a very choreographed long takes. Yeah, yeah, but with nothing like the contemplative side of Tarkovsky, right? Or Bellatar, for example. Or Bellatar, yeah. right. Yes, yeah, so and some, sometimes it looks more like Bellatar, but, but again, it's always, it's so hectic. I feel like if you could, if you could get just freeze frames, you know, <laughs> you could say that, they, you know, yeah. once you get them in movement, mm. there's a sense of, yeah, like frenzy, like you say, and also, like, you said anxiety earlier, which mm. I definitely agree with. The grotesque, carnivalesque, yeah. you know. Like Absolutely a sort of, grotesque. Yeah, which... Is completely non-Bellatar, and also yeah. like the sort of dirtiness. The there is some grotesque in Bellatar. Yeah, I, w- I would say. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, there is some grotesque. But this has a kind of. But two... there's a sort of beauty as well, mm. a compositional mm. beauty, which mm. I guess you could say there's. You know, I mean, here it does right. look quite. You know, it's, it's, it's looks quite put together. I mean, there is mm. effort and decisions mm. gone into mm. the aesthetics mm. and the visuals, but. You know, it's not slow like, cinema, is it? No, absolutely not. Mm. It's almost... It's not... Yeah, there's a kind of too muchness, isn't there? Mm. Yeah. It's not... Um, which yeah. comes from the mise-en-scene and, and, and the acting, I would say. A mm-hmm. lot of the mm-hmm. pace and, and, and... Yeah. So this very much seems... that I said, the ones that I've seen, so the film before this, My Friend, Even Lapshin, and then this, and then Hard to Be a God, they all very much have the German style. Mm. This is... Clearly, his you know mature aesthetic. Yeah, well, two specific things that they both have, they all have, and this definitely has. So one is that it does have all these like really complicated, clearly very rehearsed long takes, mm. even though they seem so chaotic. So you're in these overcrowded apartments, and characters are running past the screen, and suddenly shout something that seems completely unconnected to anything, or all that. But they never, um, they never separate themselves off as long takes for you to notice them as long takes like i i find it almost impossible to predict when when the cuts are going to come in this yeah. film whereas again with a task off your avatar you have the sense to go i am noticing this yeah. take and it's going to come to an end and it's a sort of whereas i don't well personally i don't feel that with this no and there also seems to be like or that there doesn't seem to be a a sort of display of virtuosism in the in the length of the take right? mm. you never get that feeling of oh that was a really long and complex yes. and yes. you know very carefully put together yeah like you would get also with say somebody like theo angolopoulos as well right, right. that sort of who i believe angolopoulos in 1998 when this is from when this was nominated for the palm door Ang- angolopoulos won the palm door i think <laughs> which is i'm not sure what that tells us yeah. but, um yes i mean that Having said that, you can watch it for that if you want to, but you really have to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put yourself exactly. out of the. It's not shouting at you. Know, look at this long take, you know. Yeah, no, it, it's not. Not at yeah, all. No, no, not at all. Um, and I'm sure there's even like I mean I would need to sort of study it in that regard, but I'm sure there's there are actually short takes in it, right? Hmm. You know, it's yes. not like you know, like Ambulopoulos or, or someone no. that it's only long takes, no, right? Exactly. It's, Part of the way in which he edits is that there are short takes yeah. mixed with long takes. Yeah. yeah, it's quite unusual. I mean, I think it's really quite striking. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it. Well, maybe I just don't know, but I can't easily think of anybody who operates quite like. I mean, I think this film looks. Obviously, we can make 
connections as we've been doing, but mm. I don't. No, it's definitely a unique style, I would mm. say. Yeah. Most of the connections, as, as soon as I say them, I also then want to go, but that's misleading because it's yeah. not like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to say, yeah, just because I said two things. The second thing, uh, which gets played much more um, uh, heavily in Hard to Be a God, but is still noticeable in this, is the propensity for characters to look directly into the camera. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Again, in a non, you know, feels to me at least in a not very calling attention you know what I mean mm. it doesn't feel like it's making a point like mm. a, you know you should I mean it, sometimes it's ironic sometimes it's a bit like in this film at least sometimes yeah. they look at it as in that was funny wasn't it sort of yeah there's a sense of claustrophobia I would say and also a sense of I mean my sound, this might sound very sort of generic but a sense of lack of control right? like you feel mm. like you're at mercy of mm. you know yeah. chaos you know <laughs> you know yes. what I mean yes. like there's a sense yes. of you know yeah, but it's. I guess there's these contradictory things throughout on there because there's, yes, there's a sense of chaos, but then you can, if you pay attention to it, you can see how absolutely. I don't get the sense there's much improvisation at all. I mean, maybe no. in micro, no, but the the blocking is where characters have to be and where yeah. the camera is is clearly very precise. But then that doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't just feel like a very, very controlled way of showing you something not controlled. It can somehow feel uncontrolled. Yeah. Even though it isn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, for example, do you remember that that, sh- that shot when he gets, I think he gets poured or he gets poured um, tea or something and then the other person holds the glass and then he takes it and that bit falls and then they yes. laugh. It, it feels unrehearsed, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, the reactions, the way it happens, it does feel mm. very much mm. spontaneous. Mm. But like you say... Just a sense of prefabrication or yeah. you know, premeditation in everything. Yeah, mm. yeah. It'd be interesting to get some insight into how he actually directs. If he is um, very hands-on with each individual actor, yeah. or if he just gives them a sort of something to riff on, an idea of what their character mm. is, and just says, "Now go," and and he and he captures whatever he captures. Mm. Probably yeah. somewhere. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Mm. Um, that is interesting. My feeling is not that. I know, maybe no. maybe totally wrong. My feeling is like everybody's got their life. Well, maybe there's something else to say that I think contributes to the feel of this. Is yeah. the is the style of, of the dubbing? Yeah, I was gonna say. I that. mean, there's no yeah. sync sound, is there, in the whole film? I don't. No, I I don't think so. Um, no. And you can clearly tell that there's many moments where ca- characters are sort of not facing you, where dubbing has mm. been placed, which makes them say things or do noises or sounds yes. that are obviously not being said, you know, when yes. recorded, which is quite interesting. And I think dialogue has obviously been changed, so that might well, yeah, that might go back to your point, Stephen. So perhaps, perhaps there was, a, but the end result is is that nobody says anything. I get the sense that he doesn't want to be said in his film mm. um but but it has a yeah it has a particular well something that this makes me think i mean what other films what other films came out in 1998 if it's what are some um it's like matrix the matrix i'm thinking <laughs> that isn't the matrix yeah i think so yeah. the matrix what else? um what was spielberg doing by it's Jurassic Park is earlier, right? Surely it's yeah, ninety-four. Yeah. yeah, like Magnolia is the next year, ninety-nine. Mm, yeah. Um, What's I, Lynch? Oh yes, uh, Lost Highway is ninety-seven. Okay. Right. So there we go. That that kind of just watching this 
obviously it's 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 in black and white and it's set in 1953 mm-hmm. but i think for me as well also something about the, yeah the fact that the soundtrack is such as it is it doesn't it almost feels like it comes from, i mean it, it doesn't actually because mm-hmm. film from 1953 were nothing like this but mm-hmm. it does a a weird dislocation yeah. that it, it does not I mean, aside from all the obvious reasons yeah. why it doesn't, doesn't feel contemporary with, with those films you just mentioned at no, all. No, no, you know, no, no, at all. No, no, it comes no, from no. another world. And even, like, for, for, for example, is, isn't Osos from late 90s? Yes. You know, so even, like, in the um, sort of... I would say, I mean, I, I may be completely mm. wrong, you know, because I'm sort of here, like, hypothesizing, but I think even, like, when it comes to sort of the, some of the art cinema, you mm. know, like, mm. the, the, the tradition was sort of like even like more like a Strauho yet of recording actual yeah. sound right you know what I mean yeah. the mm. idea of dubbing and style mm. wasn't so much involved mm. and, you know, no. no I guess the Bailatar films are, are are done I think similarly and they are mm. the, the same sort yeah. of time mm. um, it's, it's difficult to place it uh, is mm. what we're yeah, finding exactly yeah. it's but difficult yeah. Yeah. you turn to your you know your familiar art cinema auteurs who might share some correspondences but he never quite sort of fits and um i think you can you can uh use the soundtrack as a great example of that because mm. on the one hand the soundtrack is putting you in a very specific place and time like a work of historical drama mm. much like the cinematography and the set design actually mm. is materially very specific and there's oh, a yeah. bit of tarkovsky there in the materiality of mm, that yeah. the dampness of it for example which mm. is very tarkovsky but at the same time Dominic said it's from another world, which makes me think of Hard to Be a God, which is set on another planet. <laughs> mm. And the sound is dislocated. And there are random ukulele notes throughout yeah. the film. Yeah. A lion yeah. roars in the park. Exactly. Um, yes, and that is, that's, that's something about Stalin, right? As a lion. I'm, I mean, it seems mm. full of these... That's a good one. I get in this sort of yeah. sense that there's too... Like, you can easily say, oh, well, if we were Russian, we would get certain things, which we clearly would, but... But I can't believe that if you were Russian, you'd go, this film makes complete this, sense. Yeah. <laughs> and this... No, there's something um, um, uh, Monty Python-esque and something yes. Fellini-esque mm. yeah. about that, mm. that element mm. of the soundtrack. But what, what I think he's doing is he's, he's, he's putting us in a, in a very, well, in a year, you know, 1953 mm. specific place in time, but he's distancing us from it. And he's saying there is something nightmarish about this this particular time you know mm. something that is distanced from reality and, yes. and that is um state surveillance and it's anti-semitism and it's the feeling you need to play a sp- specific role that mm. life yeah. isn't as you think it is and part of it is the difficulty of the film part of it is I suppose being a Western audience mm. and not, yes. probably not knowing what it was like uh, yeah. to live in 1953. I mean, there's clearly a satirical tradition which this is, which I think is in, yeah. in Russian literature that again, I don't know huge amounts of, have a sense of that, that I think this this kind of fits into mm. the way some of these people behave and get away mm. with. You know, I think mm. something about mm. power there, right, and about yeah. the sort of megalomania, right? Well, and madness. It yeah, feels yeah. mad, mm. but it doesn't do again what what one might expect. I don't know, uh, a Western... Or something. Like, the, we said before how clearly, you know, at the end it seems to have this coda which is ten years later and things have changed, but it doesn't move from... 
I suppose it just moves from one kind of madness to a different kind of madness, which maybe is the political point. So more melancholic, or yeah, yeah, yeah more yeah. <laughs> more run down and less, yeah. But it's mad at the beginning. Yeah, and it's mad. It's always <laughs> mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, obviously, mad is not a terribly. Um, terribly, terribly precise word, but it's relevant um, because he's a yeah. doctor who does open brain surgery. Yeah, he's open, yes, he's a neurosurgeon, yeah. isn't he? Do you think like that? Some of this, the way it handles this catalogical thing, is that something that it's in the other film? Because I haven't seen it. Mm. But you know, the way that, for example, like you know, characters randomly spit at each other yeah. or, or around. No, as I say, I mean, if anything, there's even more of it in Hard to Be a God because okay. they're going around in mud the whole time. But you're like, well, I don't know if this is mud, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like... the reason I'm asking was because of the like the the fact that he's a doctor and he's operating, you yeah. know. So some of obviously yeah. some of the people are his patients, right? In some yeah. of the scenes, mm. so you understand that they might mm. be mad, mm. you know. So well, it clearly, makes sense for them to, you know. Clearly, there are characters. Well, yeah, characters you know what I mean? clearly are in the the, 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 the sort of mental yeah. health yeah. wing. Yeah. And, um, and their behaviour is in that way mm. sort of justified but then he also has traits of that you know what I mean right so the point is there's not an easy distinction no, between, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but pretty much everybody you know there's yeah. nobody who yeah. is sane in a way or yes. like, you know what I mean who, yes. yeah. animals are definitely important more mm. generally aren't they um, there's the fish that the Cats. general magically mm. revives by throwing him in the bathtub yes. of water and there are there are a few cats and there's the dog mm. that gets drunk uh, People are communing with nature, you know. Maybe there's a sort of levelling off there. It's, some, it's something about the, um, the, I suppose, the beastly nature of the way in which mm. the people are kind of living. Mm. It's the proximity. So, yeah, see, that made me think, uh, thinking about the, um, just the, the dog specifically. I always wondered if there were, like, specific... Um, almost kind of parodies of Tarkovsky in fact there are a few things which I don't know if that but so the dog the, the dog drink yeah the dog drinks the whatever it is the sort of, I'm not sure it is beer I think it's some kind of spirit or something mm. that he mm. feeds it which clearly is no good for it but it happily laps it up which reminds me of the dog drinking the milk in Stalker um the glass balancing reminds me of the end of Stalker with mm. with the glasses um there's kind of there's um uh, the general's girlfriend's washing or, or hanging up, which is like those um, all those sheets in mirror that hang, mm. you know. But in, in in every case, it's kind of I have no idea if I'm just reading something into those. But if it is, it seems in every case it's kind of uh, you know what was something potentially somewhat transcendental is just made <laughs> yeah. completely you know trash. There's no solemnity <laughs> like in. in... No. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But there, there's also Buster Keaton, right? There's all the there's all the. There's far too many people getting out of a car. Mm. Um, yeah. oh, well, out of a out of a sort of it's, it's not a car. It's a um, yeah, it's like convoy. The, it's yeah. a kind. It's a kind of lorry. Yeah, um, it's the KGB van. Yeah, but it yeah. has a bunch of. Uh, it, ha- it has a load of logs on the back, so there's there's no back for them to to come out of the front. Yeah, the cabin is small, but about fifteen or twenty of them come out, which seems to be an explicit mm. reference to to the Buster Keaton. Yeah, absolutely. Gag, but I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess get, I get something to just do with the fact that the film is categorised as comedy drama on IMDb, but it's not. <laughs> it's doesn't. It's not a comedy film. I, I don't think it's funny, but it, that's not mm. how I see it in in those sort of generic terms. No, and, no. You know, there's a. 
There's a Frederick Jameson article about this and um, Hard to Be a God that I was just from a few years back and the yeah. New Left Review that I was reading. And he, I think he might be kind of paraphrasing somebody else, but he describes this film, because I left my car, he says that it resists all aesthetic categories and reaches the limits of the tolerable. <laughs> right. I don't know, is, that, is, is that true? Does it reach the... Well, I think we could separate the two things, actually. But that, I don't know. I want to... Now I'm prejudging... Mm. The take the letter of it, latter bit first. Do you think it? Let's see, what should I say? Does it? Uh, I would say it does, does it resist the limits of the tolerable. So so it, so there is there is that assume so there's some kind of film that's intolerable. Is that? Ah <laughs> oh, right. We, you, so this film could have gone further, and then it would have is become intolerable. Idea? But it's yeah. not intolerable. But it reaches. Um, but then, what does it? test our capacity to tolerate. I find the musical moments quite, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't say relaxing, but quite nice, you know, you know what I mean? Okay. Like the, the melodies are, you know, it could be like, you know, they're easy to follow, they're likeable, right. you know. There's, but there's of, also one bit where there's like a string quartet or string group playing outside playing yeah. really, really badly, which yeah. is almost, it's quite funny. But, but they're, at the very least, you could say that, wouldn't it be fair to say there's it's kind of few and far between those moments where yeah. the film lets you catch your yeah. breath and think about it? When you said that sentence of reaches the limits of the tolerable, my first reaction was to say that, you know, that's wrong, that, mm-hmm. you know, it could, it could go farther, you know, you mm. could, mm. you know, yeah, you could, you think of films that, you know, are harder to watch in a mm. way. But, but then I was thinking about it and I was like, well, you know, it's true in terms of, you know, it could be more violent or more grotesque, for example, but, I don't know if I could take like another hour of that. You know what I mean? Like, you see what I mean? In terms of right. length, you know, could could you watch like a say five hour film right. that behaves like this old? You know what I mean? I think yes. you, you would actually yes. be, it would become intolerable. No, that's a really good point. Except it, it, it is a really good point, but then that's not quite like you wouldn't normally ask yourself. But you know, yeah. Let's say about a film that was was just seemed as close to kind of purely in, in, enjoyable hours, an hour and a half. You wouldn't normally say, oh, but if this film was four hours, it would have been even better. No. Um, but I, I know exactly what you mean. Like Part of the issue is what's a, what's a universally tolerable, what's universally mm. not tolerable. But you could say the film creates its own bounds in some ways and that it often puts violence next to comedy mm. and the bizarre next to harsh reality. And I find it difficult to let myself be at ease while watching the film although I really do want to let myself go and enjoy the um, the theatricality of the whole thing do you think that's part I think that's that's really interesting I feel like I also owe some kind of uh, that I need to respect the context Mm. in which the film is set Mm. you know which just made me think do you think one of the things is why these things that we've just been saying are true is because so you can't I didn't. I can't see how you could watch this simply letting it, you know, wash over you because you'd be so bewildered. I feel. I feel. It's like if it, you know, you have to. He doesn't let us anyway. Yeah, right. You have to try and follow certain threads, and, and exactly mm. there are certain things. Um, so in that sense, you can't just uh, let it go, but it also forces you to let it go because there's so much at any one time that mm. you simply will not be able to. Yeah. 
encompass everything. So mm. you're 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 sort of forced to do two things at the same the time. It's like one of those foul tasting pick me ups that he has to have after going through something traumatic in that way. You know, it's kinda mm. good for you, but it's mm. it's difficult to accept. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the, way, the 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 that deep, that emotional curve right. that you're asked to go through yeah. is quite tiring and I yeah. agree with Miguel. That for me is mm. the exhausting element and mm. more than the duration actually right. is the yeah. the actual Yeah, I don't feel it I mean it, arc that this character goes through. And, it's two and a half hours. I mean it feels it doesn't feel short, but it doesn't feel short to me to be enormously long. No, it doesn't it, feel like it, it, no, yeah. I would agree. It doesn't mm. feel like it, it it is longer than it is. No. Mm. There there are some ways in which I wanted to say earlier in which the way the films are sort of the film is sort of almost anti-cinematography, like cinematography with a capital C. It's all about the craft of cinematography and the delicacy of cinematography because it's doing so much. Mm. Um, because often you can't see what's happening because a character mm. will physically block the camera mm. or the light is being refracted in so many directions. It just seems yeah. coincidental rather than... But planned. it also do other... Yeah, but it, but it never is, I, I no. feel. Take, for instance, the first... Uh, shot of the general when he looks up to the camera with that yeah. benign face and he's bathed in light yeah um and it's shining quite hilariously off mm. his bald head <laughs> mm. it's almost like you always need to add a but yes <laughs> I mean, like, it's slow cinema but you know it, it's daft but you know yeah, almost because, uh, yeah. literally almost anything you can yeah. say about the film same with the with the you know like you say it, it feels very premeditated and very calculated but there's so much that you know you, you cannot you know possibly have you know, expected every. You know what I mean. Right. It seems yeah. like unfathomable that you would, you know, design and, yes. you know, intentionally yes, exactly. place everything that exactly. happens in that film. But at the same time, it yeah. does feel, or it doesn't feel random. You know, no, or reverse it, like we said earlier about the sound. You go certain bits of the sound seem quite crude, yeah. but yeah, it's used really carefully. Yeah, it strikes me. I think it's probably like one of those films that a lot of people would watch once. You know be overwhelmed by it, dislike it and, you know, just think it's bad or it's self-indulgent and won't give it... Because, you know, the mm. first time I watched it, I was a bit like, you know, this. I thought it was absolutely random and that... Mm-hmm. You know, that it, but then the second, you know, when you, like you say, when you have an idea of... There are plot points that you mm-hmm. can follow and, mm-hmm. you know, you can actually, like, engage with it in that way and, yeah. you know, it, it opens up a lot of, mm. you know, like very interesting things mm. I, I, I could imagine an interesting you know a book length treatment of this film by someone who really knows the cinematic and the political context mm. I mean, not that it's just about kind of catching the references but I think it really would actually be um, I think you get a lot of it from the film without that but I think it feels that it would also actually to me that would enrich it rather than kind of explaining away things. Um, you know what it's a bit like, which maybe is obvious, it's only just occurred to me, it's a bit like those um, paintings by someone like Bruegel or something, mm. where you have, you know, those kind of some town life with far more characters than you can possibly mm. even take in, and yeah, and that sort of, sort of all life is here, although of course this is, life, life is a very sort of distorted and corrupted thing because mm. of what's going on, but still... Um, yeah, do you think that's right? Maybe there's something. Yeah, there's something in that, I think. Especially because you're referring to paintings. And I feel like a lot of the actors' performances are petrified. I mean, they seem to be doing the same thing. The guy who's whisking the eggs. Mm. Or you see, you'll see you see a patient um, just holding a bowl. Yes. Um, you, you catch them for just two seconds. Mm. Um, um, but but what they are doing is, is very important for those two seconds. And I... 
They're often doing repetitive things, aren't they? Mm, repeat, yes, repeat. There's, and then there's that kind of um, that blurring a line between who's a patient and, mm. and who's a civilian. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the neurosis of that. Yeah. Um, I, of... I, for me, it comes back to this idea of uh, be, be careful how you act uh, around public, yeah. almost to a degree of do the do do the one thing that you do in a very outwardly sort of obvious way and remember to blink um, and look over your shoulder and, and, and check who's watching uh, for me it's, it's a political issue as well as a, as an also, aesthetic yeah. issue it's not all that but I think that's an important aspect of it yeah, um, yeah. also do what the person with the overcoat tells you to do even <laughs> if it's completely stupid but mm. what you were saying about the faces, you know, that's true. But at the same time, there are, for example, the whole thing with the double. Oh, yes. You know, that you know you have those two guys that look like him, but yes. don't quite, you know. Yes, I mean. that the general has his... Yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, yeah, which is when I think he begins one to... is a patient, right? Well, I think... Uh, my understanding of that is, is that they're pretending he's a patient. But he's not a patient. They, they. That's that's one of the things that makes the general realise that he's next on the list for the mm. job, because they've got someone to pretend mm. to be him to cover the fact that he's been arrested or something like that. Yeah. But of course they're pretending that he's there for surgery. And but I, I think that's a load of nonsense. Yeah. I don't know. That were, that's my reading of it. I no, I think that's. That. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I think there's some there's some historical basis for that. So I think right. body doubles were used. Thanks for listening to Discursion. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to work through this film. I think I need to see it a few more times. I don't know about you guys before mm. I can really get to... I really want to revisit some of those... Those, yeah, those tracking shots and uh, <laughs> just try and maybe look into the corners of the frame rather than directly ahead. Mm. Who knows what I'll see. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and thanks to Miguel. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we'll be back with I suspect we might choose something slightly less bewildering next time yeah perhaps a differently bewildering differently bewildering film yeah so if you are keen to hear that um, subscribe to us um, on Spotify iTunes follow us on Twitter and visit our Podbean homepage thanks very much thank you bye bye